The Rundown Wrestling Network is proud to partner with Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby is made in the USA, contains zero sugar, zero filler, zero artificial colors or dyes, and zero gluten. There are no secret ingredients and no special formulas, so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. All of Dubby's flavors are custom-made in-house, so you won't find them anywhere else. And with how much drink mix you get per tub, it works out to a dollar per serving or less. That's cheaper than your favorite coffee shop or canned energy drink. So try Dubby today. Click the link in the episode description or point your browser to dubby.gg and use our code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10%. Try it out with a starter pack or dive straight in, get a full tub. Get yourself a shaker, get some stickers, get some apparel. Get it all at dubby.gg with promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING for 10% off. That's dubby.gg, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING. Hey, this is Taz. You are listening to the Rundown Wrestling Network. I think I'm on this episode. Dave Dong! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is... Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Well, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough! The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Sal is here. What's up? Hey, Adam. How are you in your freshly pressed polo white shirt? (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen you wearing anything but a t-shirt. And you come on the show tonight and you look like you're right of valley in my car. <laughs> it was... It, okay. <laughs> I'm wearing a polo shirt. Who gives a shit? It's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll I'll, take it, I'll it. take it off if you want me to. No, no, no. That's quite all right. We don't want to drive our fans too nuts. Uh, I got a little surprise oh, for you today. Oh, God. I brought myself, not for you, a little bit of the bubbly. Mm. I have Cherry Coke Zero. Um, I'm not a seltzer water person, but the, this this brand isn't bad. Yeah, bubbly's good. We drink bubbly in this house. We drink AHA. Okay, yeah, I've had that. We drink Polar. See, Polar's too much for me. It's like too much fizziness at once. It, like, kicks you in the face. you seen that, that viral video that went around, I think it was last year sometime, maybe the year before, of the guy who's uh, the, the challenge was to chug an entire can of seltzer 
and it gets like halfway through and it goes, oh, and just belches and then turns and <laughs> tries to run away and just runs directly into a garage door. Yeah. I don't know why that's just That just made me laugh. Oh. People do stupid things on the internet. For clout. Clout and fame. Fame and clout. And for all these people being like, yeah, this is our generation. We do TikTok. Bitch, we were doing this shit 20 years ago on MySpace. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing new. You ain't being groundbreaking. Every fucking one of your little TikTok videos I've seen on YouTube before. I miss Vine. Vine. There you go. Vine was a thing. Vine so was great. It, so was Tout. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's on tout. <laughs> Mark's on tout. Well, there's an old bit of the show we haven't talked about oh. in a decade. Oh, man. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. We got uh, we got the snow. Yeah. I so. got used to that warm weather. My warm weather. Um, a little bit too much. And so that when it snowed, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, oh. Everything's better down where it's wetter. Um, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, one of them days, one of them days. This weekend, maybe, maybe it was fucking Monday. They all run together for me at this point. That's true. But I was, I was delivering at least part of the. Like I started the day with the thermals and the t-shirt and the jacket, and then like second or third stop, I took off the jacket because I was sweating, and then. Maybe hour after that, I took a pause to take the thermal undershirt off and just the T-shirt. And I delivered for a good three hours in just a T-shirt. And now it's fucking snowing. Yeah, now it's snowing. And guess what? This weekend it's going to be bitterly cold again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I have two shows this weekend, so we're good. So it's gonna two? Be Indeed. What shows? I got APW on. I got APW on Saturday. Yeah. In in Derry. And then I got RWA on Sunday in Providence. Oof! They're going all the way to Providence, huh? That's a that's a drive for you. That's got to be like two and a half hours, right? It's an hour forty-five. Hour forty-five. Okay. So it's a little bit better than like from here to Mohegan, which is not terrible, but it's not a drive I typically enjoy it's a it's it's pretty much a straight it's a straight shot down 95 so like 93 to 95 i've noticed and i just go straight down you're sitting on my mouse you fat shit he's talking to his cat people (laughs) (laughs) Um, all of a sudden i just see the cursor just start to slide across the screen nice um i have noticed in my old uh my old age i cannot or I do not enjoy a car ride, especially when I'm driving for more than an hour. It just starts to get annoying and uncomfortable, and I start getting antsy. I don't mind that I do it for a living. It's fine. So <laughs> I just realized I just described what well, like what my 10-year-old does when we go on long car rides. So I guess I'm reverting backwards. Are we there yet? 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 The only thing, you know what, though? I do listen to podcasts, and that does make the time go by. So... Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of podcasts, this podcast is one of my favorites. Not just because I'm on it, but because we are sponsored by the wonderful people at Duffy? No, that's not oh. Duffy. 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's I'm trying to go off the fly. I don't want to look at it and, and look at the text. Okay, because I I think I can remember it. Um, what is it? Just tell me. Scott, don't don't edit this out. I won't. But go <laughs> ahead. What is it? It's Dubby. Dubby, yes. See, I was thinking of Duff Beer. Duff Beer for me. <laughs> Duff Beer for you. <laughs> Duff Man can't breathe. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, we are now sponsored by Duffy. God damn it. <laughs> no, no, it's not Duffy. Damn it, Dubby. Dubby. We are sponsored by Dubby. So head over to Dubby.com. Nope. No? Okay. Oops. You should do the reading then. <gasps> you did, didn't you? I did. I recorded a thing that's either on Anchor or should be on, uh, on Anchor soon to have uh, that you can put at the end of the episode. Or the beginning of the episode. Or I can just throw it in here right now. When uh, I mean, if you want to edit the episode to put a, put a hole in the middle, you can put the thing in on Anchor. That's up to you. But no, nah, probably not. W.gg. D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G uh, promo code Rundown Wrestling. In all caps. That part all, I knew. All one word. Yes. For 10% For 10% off. off. That's 10% off. You can and get. It's, it's zero sugar. Zero sugar. No artificial fillers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All if they make all their own flavors. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. You can get uh, you can get a starter pack, or you can get a drink tub shaker. They have apparel. They have stickers. I think I was, I'm going to get a starter pack. I, think I was perusing their website. Nice, nice. But yeah, but there it, should be a, there should be a thing on uh, on Anchor that you can slap at the beginning or the end of this episode. I will also put the link in the description of this episode. As well you should, because I say in, in that promo, just click the link in the description of this episode. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so now that that's out of the way. <laughs> now that we've completely ham-fisted the fucking promo. No, no, no. Let's, let's be honest here. A company that is willing to sponsor this show isn't actually listening to the show. They just want to make sure that we do it. So, which is fine. We will drink your dubby. That just sounds wrong. <laughs> anyway. So, th- this 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 is an interesting situation because we do have predictions to do. No, not predictions. We have results. Right. We did a prediction contest. We did. Mm-hmm. Do you have the information in front of you? You asked me that before you started, and I told you that I did. Okay. But do you want to talk about SmackDown first? Ah, uh, sure. We can go ahead in chronological order. Um, not a lot happened on SmackDown. No, it was we like were, a As show. we were discussing right before we started, because... Uh, the entire thing was was uh, was centered around uh, Sami Zayn's homecoming, but um, a couple of things happened before that that are at least slightly worth mentioning. Um, for the first one that comes to my mind is we get uh, we get Hit Row out there cutting a 
cutting a rap song, as the kids say, <clears throat> about uh, about how much Montreal sucks. Um, when they are interrupted by by Bray Wyatt. Before we discuss who interrupts them, I would like to point out that the one thing AEW has better than WWE is rappers. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But go ahead, yes. The Eater of Worlds <clears throat> interrupts Hit Row, which was weird. Yeah, so they run away because, you know. Um, no, they got the shit kicked out of them. Didn't one of them get a sister Abigail? Maybe. Whatever. I don't remember. Um, but Bray basically challenges the winner of Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Huh. So, saying whoever wins that match should run. And then we go to commercial. Now, mind you, this whole time, first of all, he comes down there with Howdy, um, which makes sense. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The last time we saw him in a very short vignette after um, his match at the Rumble, Howdy put his hand on Bray's shoulder while Bray was in the rocking chair. So Howdy comes down there like he's just a regular dude. It's just, you know, he's got like a Crypt Keeper mask on. <laughs> And and still all fucking pitch black, or pretty much pitch black when they come out. And I'm just like, I still don't know how I feel about Howdy. Because he's not, like, the size of Abyss, where you're like, oh, this guy could be like a fucking mangler, right? Oh, yeah, let me, he's, let me, bring, up, let me bring up the Discord, because I remember saying something about that. He's kind of smaller than Bray, like... He's probably as tall, but, like, he doesn't really look jacked, so it's kind of weird. It's like watching Bray Wyatt and Jack Skellington. Yeah, that was one of the comments I made in the Discord. I said, Howdy looks small. Yeah. It's, I don't know how I feel about that. But um, I was eager to find out what Bray Wyatt was going to do this year for WrestleMania. I never would have thought it would have been in that direction. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. I don't either, and I still don't, because I, I, I feel like I have to see how this plays out. Um, Bobby's been... Which is something we've been saying about Bray Wyatt since he came back. Yes, but Bobby's been um, kind of finishing up his face run and seeming the past few weeks to go back to his heel character, where he's just like a, an ass kicker. But also, he's loosely still associated with MVP, which definitely can make him hateable, like he was when he was champ. Um, like, you but know, like all, a good heel. But also, the finish of that match at Elimination Chamber, and of course, we can, we'll get more into it when we talk about Elimination Chamber, that was not a feud-ending finish to a match. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> I was, uh, I was not too happy with that finish. Um... Yeah, but it also seems like Brock's being pulled in different directions now. Right. So I don't know what the fuck's going on, to be honest. I hope they do. Um, because amidst all types of rumors that we're going to hear from now until after Mania of who's running creative in the WWE, I still believe it is Hunter. But Hunter's got to show me that he can do stuff with more than just his favorites. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and to this day, we don't really know what the driving force is behind the Roman Sammy storyline because, I mean, that 100% started under Vince. And then you could argue that, oh, Vince wouldn't have done it this way and wouldn't have done it that way. But at, at this point, I feel like the crowd has told you to go in this direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, Sammy and, and, and Roman and the whole bloodline has been the greatest story in wrestling in the past decade. I would love to give credit to Hunter, but then he does other stuff on his television show that makes me question his creativity. <laughs> so, And we'll get to it. Especially on Raw. But anyway. Uh, Speaking of me questioning Hunter's uh, credibility. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, We had an intercontinental title match tonight (laughs) with uh, Riddy Moe and Gunther. Oh, it's Matty Moe now. Oh, Matty Moe. He tried. And it wasn't a squash. It was competitive for like eight minutes. Uh, but ultimately, of course, Gunther wins. And I'm just like, are we trying character development with, with Moss? Because I don't know if it's working just being like, hey, Emma believes in you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you and think on the other, And on the other side of that, I mean, I appreciate them making the Intercontinental title feel like more of a thing, Mm -hmm. where it's being defended almost weekly on TV sometimes. It's being defended every time they defend it, they make a big deal about it. But also, oh, this guy won a battle royal for this, and... It just, it also just kind of feels like Gunther's just spinning his wheels at this point. Right. Oh, he absolutely is. Um, because there's no storytelling when someone just wins a battle royal and gets a title shot the next week. Especially if you don't turn it into a story. Like, if he uh, beat Moss and then, like, abducted Emma, then we have a story. We have a plot. We have a. We have a motive. Now we have nothing. We have, we're literally back to square one, where we were before the battle royal. Yeah, I mean, we have six, six more, including tomorrow night. We have six more SmackDowns until WrestleMania. Yes. So you know what? They, so you know what they're doing tomorrow night? Another battle royal. Right. So <laughs> another Intercontinental Champion challenger. So at what? At what point do we start building a WrestleMania story for Gunther? Tomorrow. You know, is the is the battle royal for WrestleMania? Oh, okay. They put the WrestleMania logo behind it. Okay. The winner faces Gunther at WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, I hope they can make something of that. Sure. I have not really paid attention to who's been announced as in the battle royal. I try not to do that because there's always a surprise. Um, but based on who we know is part of the SmackDown roster, who would you like to see win that battle royal? Hell, I'll uh, even do you one better. It doesn't have to just be the SmackDown roster. You can include Raw, too. 
I don't even know. Because like, <laughs> there's not really anybody that stands out. Um, Sammy, the most over baby face in the company, is pretty tied up at the moment. And then we've already seen Seamus. So by proxy, I don't want to see Drew win it. Oh, it's going to be Drew, isn't it? I hope not. But didn't McIntyre already have a title shot against Gunther and lose? I don't think so. Maybe not. Okay. If he hasn't in the past, then I totally think it's going to be McIntyre who wins. Because they got to have something for him to do at WrestleMania, right? Could be Corbin. Yeah, no. So, anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, what what benefit, or let me rephrase that. Who would it benefit to have Corbin fight Gunther at Mania? Corbin. No, because he's not winning that match. No, but... And what's he going to do? He's, he's going he's gonna to put on a, a wrestling clinic. <laughs> now, Baron Corbin would actually benefit, and I'm not even kidding, if he had a fight with JBL at WrestleMania. That would actually put a spotlight on Corbin. By the way, I'm just scrolling, I'm t- I'm scrolling the Superstars page on WWE.com just to try and think of someone. And... <laughs> Dabakato is still listed on here as Commander Aziz. Nice. Maybe he wins. Uh, Seth is tied up for WrestleMania. Maybe yeah. Riddle? Maybe his suspension is up and he returns in the Battle <clears throat> Royal and now he's a SmackDown guy, which makes no fucking sense. And then, and then he's... um. Well, actually, they do have to find a way to get him near uh, the guy who murdered him. Um, solo, so maybe, maybe. What if Solo won? Ooh, that could be interesting. Something for him to do at Mania. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my definitive answer. I want Solo. Big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of ugh on there. Oh. Here's one that I could throw out there. Um, again, it wouldn't make any sense given what we've seen on TV the past few weeks. But what about Chad Gable? I thought I considered it. I mean, that would certainly be a good match. For and sure, for sure. There's got to be more for Chad than just the maximum male models heading into Mania. Gargano could be fun, too. Ooh, that could be good. And he wasn't on Raw this week. And they asked his wife why he wasn't on Raw, and she's like, he's fine, he'll be back soon. So maybe it could be Johnny Johnny Gagarno. Somebody had to watch the baby. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway. The other, the other thing from uh, SmackDown, before we get to Sammy's section, um, the, <laughs> a more... Uh, enjoyable haha fuck you portion of smackdown uh was tony khan losing his absolute goddamn shit mm-hmm. <laughs> because ariel helwani appeared on smackdown this is coming off the heels 
of Hawani publicly criticizing Tony Khan's appearance on his show for not answering any of his questions. Am I correct? Right. Okay. Basically. Good. Well, then, fuck you, Tony Khan. So, and I hope... Because because Ariel Hawani tried to be an actual journalist and asked, ask actual journalistic questions about the shit that was going on with the elite and CM and Punk. CM Punk, yep. And all Tony Khan would say was, I, I can't talk about that. I, I'm not going to talk about that. I can't talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. You can ask, but I'm not going to talk about that. So... Do you think and they so Ariel put him appears on in the crowd on SmackDown and Tony takes to Twitter to shit not only on Ariel Hawani, but on Tony Schiavone. Yeah, that was weird. Someone who works for his fucking company and, and he is pays supposed to be his right hand man. TV. That's what we heard, right? That he's been leaning on Schiavone for, for advice the past few months. Uh do you think that uh Hunter put him put Hawani on camera on purpose for that reason it's uh, it's quite possible based on uh, the, some of the jokes that were made by commentary on uh, on was on Saturday was it at Elimination Chamber I think it was yep yep um, yeah I think I remember Corey Graves making a, a smart little ass comment or two yeah um, I don't I don't mind it I don't because you know what dude he had you on his show so there was interest in building a relationship there, and you, Tony Khan, you fucked it up. So fuck off, dude. Be better, Tony Khan. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he took to Twitter in the middle of all this on Friday night and was just losing his goddamn mind. And was it Hawani who came back with the snowman comment? Yeah. What did he say? Do you have it? Oh, I would have to look at the uh, host thread. Well, regardless of what he said specifically, he referred to Tony Khan as the snowman. Um, hilariously, Troy thought originally it meant because uh, Tony Khan was very wishy-washy and melted under pressure. No, no, no. I instantly thought of cocaine use. <laughs> I believe you did as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where my mind went, and maybe that says something about me. But I I feel like that was Ariel Hawani taking a nice little shot at him. <laughs> and uh, hey, it's it's something we've joked about that Tony Khan is a coke addict, but look at his personality—it fits the fucking description. It sure does. Yeah. So. Allegedly. He, he can lose his shit as much as he wants. He can go on Twitter and he can fucking st stomp around and type in all caps and tag his announced team. But. Yes, no, hey, I got no it. No one's listening. So Tony Khan. Tony Khan tweeted, You're a fraud at Ariel Hawani. You're a as legitimate. You're as legitimate of a reporter as at Tony Shivani24. Hashtag AEW Rampage. What, what, what the fuck is wrong with Tony Schiavone? Why are you taking that shot at your own guy? Maybe is it because he's saying he's a fake reporter on a scripted TV show? That... Yeah, but I think so. So we're, which, out, so we're once again exposing the business. That's nice. To which, to which Helwani replied, Thanks for watching, old Fred. Can't wait for our next chat. Parentheses. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Schiavone. You're a legend in my book. Uh, to which Tony replied, good luck with the unbiased journalism. This, <laughs> he's a snowman and a snowflake. 
Good luck with the unbiased journalism. For a guy. Meanwhile, on Rampage, a trio's title match started with a jump fucking ball. Anyway. Um, Tony Khan calling out journalists and saying that they're frauds while he gobbles Meltzer's nuts on a weekly basis is despicable and delusional. All right, let's be because honest. Because Meltzer yeah. gives them awards. I thought you were going to say gives them a blowjob. Um, I mean, you never know. <laughs> although, although Tony Khan's not Japanese, so I guess Meltzer wouldn't be interested. Anyway... Fuck that guy and his stupid goddamn Twitter account. Uh, I, I also laughed when, when they were in the crowd with him. I don't remember if it was the first time or the second time. But this dude standing like just in front and slightly to the left of Helwani pulled out this shirt and started unfurling it. And you, you could see in the broadcast the director's panic as they cut to the wide shot just in case. Because you don't know what that fucking shirt is. Yep. And it was just the, you know, uh, honorary Hab Sami Zayn shirt that they had for the for the... For the night, but <laughs> I thought that was funny. Good, uh, good on the director for covering their ass just in case. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sammy finally comes out. I didn't think he was going to get to talk. No, it, it was to the point. I thought where... we were go. I thought we were going off the air on fifteen minutes of fucking crowd. Crowd huge fucking explodes. Pop. And I was going to say the this. way. So fucking happy that that theme song is back. Yes. Speaking of which, I was going to save this for the pay-per-view, but I I can't ignore how loud the crowd was in, on Friday night. So I do have to say, oh, there you are, white meat baby face Sami Zayn. <laughs> it's been so long. How have you been? Because that's what it felt like. Only times ten, because it's on the main roster. Like, it felt so good to hear him get that kind of reaction. And I would argue that that particular crowd at SmackDown was more of a wholesome crowd compared to the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> what makes you say that, Ah, uh, We'll get there. But yeah, great moment for Sammy. Uh, he says all the right things that a baby face should say. Um, and at this point, it just got you so ready for Elimination Chamber. It's like, oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what a go-home promo should be. Which is the difference between Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber and Madcap Moss versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title on SmackDown. Good point. Because you know, going into both those matches, you know who's going to win both those matches. That's true. But goddamn, if they didn't make you go, well, maybe, maybe Sammy could? Because, ah, you know what, we'll save it, we'll save it. New day rocks? Yes. Okay. All right, Saturday, Elimination Chamber. Saturday, the Elimination Chamber, across the border in Montreal. No, that, what the fuck accent was that? That was... SmackDown was, was also SmackDown was also across the border in Montreal. So. Okay, but this was the Elimination Chamber. 
It's still on my bucket list. How come the chamber? I want to see the elimination chamber one day. How hmm? come the chamber gets heavier every year? <laughs> Look, we don't judge. You know, some sometimes you just have a bad year, and you, so, you, 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 you have to take an office job where you're not you don't get to be very physically active. So we don't we don't judge. For as long as I can remember, the chamber was two tons of steel. <clears throat> And now it's three tons of steel. <laughs> well, they, it, was it still was it still two tons after the remodel? They, or did you go back and check? I don't. I don't care. Um, <coughs> Eighteen then miles shut of chain. Up. <laughs> I'm just making a point. Thirteen anyway. participants in the prediction contest. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, yes. for taking part in that. We'll go through the names as we go. Uh, we open your Elimination Chamber premium live event with the Women's Elimination Chamber to determine who will face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Uh, I was watching this on Sunday. Did I watch mm-hmm. this? Yeah, I watched on Sunday. Uh, our friend Rob was over. And <laughs> as soon as Asuka came out, Rob, who knows nothing about wrestling, Asuka came out and he went, uh, I pick her. <laughs> It's like, smart man, smart man. Um, so Oscar does defeat Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez in the chamber match. Uh, everyone except Jackson got a point for picking Oscar. Uh, our friends Top Dollar, Fetus Rose, and God's Juggalo got Morgan and Natty as the first two entrants. Uh, Bruno, Dicko, Smathers, Glash, and Sal, Jason, and myself picked Morgan, uh, but not Natty. Um, Troy and Jackson picked Natty, but not Liv. Uh, and Dicko, Fetus, you, I, Jason, and Jason pick Nikki as the first elimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoyed this chamber. I thought the women did a very good job in, uh, in the chamber. Um, and I thought it was a great, uh, a great choice to open. Very hot crowd. Very hot crowd. But they were there for this. They were there oh, for yeah. this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there for the whole show. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, I liked how they kind of protected Raquel with mm-hmm. having Carmella and Asuka pin her after like seventeen like 70 super kicks, super kicks. And, <laughs> and a bunch of side like uh, roundhouse kicks, and it was just like this poor girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had no doubt that Asuka was going to win, but I'm actually kind of glad that they chose Carmella to be the last person in there with her. Because it made sense. Carmella's character is very conniving and very sneaky, and that's kind of how she made her way to the final two. Plus, she's freshly back from wherever, wherever she fight. was, so you don't want to be like, Welcome back, you suck. What'd you think about her trying to hide back in the chamber? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I think they did that spot better in the men's, but we'll get there when we get there. Sure. Yeah, no, this match was fun. I had no uh, overall issues with the match. Nikki Cross is is crazy. You know, she's um, sanity. Nikki Cross for no fucking reason. There's no reason why she went back to that. There's no knowledge of her being a superhero. But I'm all right with it. <laughs> well, we found out on Raw that she's lonely. Yeah, which is. I mean, I guess it's decent character development because now I feel bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> He's lonely. Um, well, she didn't say she was lonely. She said, none of my friends are here anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Does that mean Eric Young's coming back? Does that mean Eric Young come, coming back confirmed? Sure. Ugh. Why not? Ugh. You think ugh to Eric Young? Dude, Eric Young is like 55 years old. Like, I <laughs> he was great at one point like 15 years ago when he was like trailer trash tag team champs with ODB. But <laughs> Speaking of ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Up next, probably... Can I say everyone? Everyone's the least favorite match of the night. Yeah. Uh, at least fair. based on outcome. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeats Brock Lesnar by disqualification. Uh, when Brock Lesnar gets locked in the hurt lock and kicks Bobby Lashley right in the dick. Um, Bruno, Smathers, Fetus, Glashin, you, Jordan, and myself pick Lashley and get a point for that. It... I'll say this. The match itself was largely forgettable. The finish was disappointing as a viewer, but it does, I think, tell a good story of Brock's desperation because he was in the, the hurt lock, you know. Um, Bobby still looks like a beast because Brock had no other way out, but going with the disqualification It's a questionable choice. Mm. My biggest issue with it is is I feel like they did a decent job telling this this three match story with these two. Um even the shenanigans and the bullshit that happened in in Saudi Arabia when Lesnar beat the fuck out of Brock the entire match. Lesnar beat the fuck out of Brock? No, sorry. Lashley beat the fuck out of Brock the entire match. And then Brock won with, like, a quick, like, fluke win. And then Lashley beat him up after the match. That's fine, because that's setting up this this mega match that we're going to have. And instead, we got four minutes of finisher parade, and then the hurt lock, and then the low blow. And I was kind of like, oh, that's it? (laughs) That was my biggest thing, was... And at the time, I didn't know for certain that we were going away from these two, but I was waiting for these two to have um, just a big brawl that kept going back and forth, and they just two big meaty men just beating the something. shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely the definitely the weakest match on the show. And yeah, it the whole feud is like pointless because we never Fair. got a definitive. Who's better? Um, and this was a ma- this was a match that I think a lot of people were were anticipating for many years, you know. And ever since Bobby came back to the WWE like five years ago, and this is what you give us for that. This is like when Joe fought AJ Styles in the WWE, and everyone went, "That's it." <laughs> I feel like that's the reason it went second. Sure, because they knew. That nobody was going to like this. Yeah, Montreal didn't like it either. Yeah, because like you said, this this is a it's this is a showcase match. This is a big net. It's it's Brock fucking Lesnar, who's almost never around. Uh, I mean, these these guys have a history, and like you said, you go four minutes and you end with a dick kick. Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> I. I would wonder if something else ran along, but the only thing before it was the women's chamber. 
My no, you're not cutting time for Brock. Brock Lesnar is not having his match. That's right fair. Right. That's also that's also very fair. But not only that, um, the, you built this as this was supposed to be a clash of titans, yeah. and and Lashley is not in any way, shape, or form a shell of himself like Goldberg is. So where you have to do a four minute match because otherwise Goldberg is going to get blown up. Like <laughs> I get that. That's not what this should have been. Yeah. Yep. Piss me off. Yeah. Ah. Moving on from that, Edge and Beth Phoenix defeat Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley in mixed tag action. Dick Oglation, you, Jackson, and myself picked. <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Picked Edge and his bitch. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm reading off the paper. That's not my quote. Uh, Beth, please don't uh, don't hurt me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fine. The I'm trying to remember what the finish was. <laughs> the, well, we got a glam slam on the fucking floor from Beth to Rhea. Um, that didn't look pleasant. And then oh, Brock, that's right. We got the the double power bomb with Beth power bombing Finn, and and was Rio's power bomb power bomb edge. edge yep. nice. Um, so that allowed Finn to be like distracted, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, and then he got uh, big rigged or shatter machined, as it were. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I wonder why they did the Shatter Machine. Huh, I, I wonder why they called it the Shatter Machine. I wonder. Yeah. Hmm. And I wonder. Of all people, those two have nothing to I do just, with FTR. <laughs> I just don't know why they would revive that move at that point. Mm. <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on! That's, Come on! That's clever. <laughs> Fuck you. Um... Okay, so the Judgment Day lose. Rhea Ripley technically takes a loss. I know she didn't get pinned, but she was on the losing team. But, 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 I do like the way that she saved it on Monday by saying she's laser-focused on on Charlotte. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And Beth looked great, too. Beth could come back and do it. Why can't we have Beth instead of Natalia? (laughs) What the fuck, right? (laughs) Fair. Someone who knows how to wrestle, someone who's still good at wrestling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Beth looked great. Uh, obviously, Montreal was behind the uh, a Can- uh, Canada's own. Those damn kids. Mm. Fuck everything up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Beth looked great. Edge is fine. Do you think Edge versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania? Is like a marquee match, or at this point, yeah, like because we've so. seen them interact so much for the past year, does it kind of like you know lose a little? But we can jump ahead to Raw for this. I liked I liked the storytelling they did with Edge on Raw because backstage we get that we get that promo with Byron, uh, which was great. It was a fantastic promo talking about how you know it's it's. He's put the judgment day in his rearview mirror. Beth is back at home with the kids. He's focused. He knew he wanted to answer this U.S. Open challenge. Uh, the match with Austin Theory was fantastic. Sure. On Raw. And he gets 
and he gets uh, cost by by Finn coming back out. And so Edge may be done with Judgment Day, but Judgment Day is not done with Edge. Mm. And I like that. That is a good story. And and Finn put a beating down on him. What was it? Three? Uh, coup de grasses? Coup de yeah. Which, C- by the C- way... Coups de grasse? By the way, um, I think it was on Raw. <sighs> no, it couldn't have been. It must have been at the pay-per-view. Finn went for a coup de grace, and Michael Cole called it a coup de grace. Yes, and Corey was like, "It's it's coup, it's coup de grace." Michael they actually French speak here. French here. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> we'll get to it on the next match, though. But Michael was it uh, Michael Cole with the line of the night, in my opinion, on the next on the next match. We'll get there in a minute. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think uh, I I. I we we've been talking about you know where do we go where do we go with the Judgment Day for Mania and so it looks like Finn and Edge are going to go off and do something, which leaves us uh, with Judas Priest and da- and and Damian Dominic. Um, does Ray find himself a tag team partner? Yeah, his name is Edge. No, but Edge <laughs> is facing Finn. We just talked about that. Yeah, but not one on one. They haven't announced anything. They haven't made it official. So why wouldn't Edge want to take on uh, everybody's most hated fucking teenager, Dominic, and Finn, and then he comes out and he gets Ray as his partner? Especially because Edge and Ray, I don't know if you know this, they used to be tag team champions at one point. And to be fair... That kind of is very circular for this story because I was just gonna say that's we already did that. That's what we yeah. I was did gonna say when, we started. That's what we with did that. when Dom joined. <laughs> yeah, and he kicked Edge in the dick. Yeah, they could replay that about sixty-seven times WrestleMania <laughs> weekend. <laughs> um, no, you got a, you got a fair point. We we literally did that to start this. So if we go Finn and Edge isolated from everybody else. And if you go if you go Finn and Dominic versus Ray and Edge, then you leave Damian Priest hanging out to dry. Right. Although I really that's why I picked Priest to win the the chamber. I really wanted him with that United States title. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so if you were to do Dom and Priest against Ray and Escobar? But that, that's a that's not a bad not a bad thought. But then fun. you've also got this Karrion Cross thing hanging around because Karrion Cross still is still fucking with Ray too. Nah, it's can a they TV ra- program. I was gonna say, can they wrap that up in six weeks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, very easily. All he has to do is fucking make him look like a bitch again. Yeah. Um. TikTok. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind Santos and Ray versus Dom and Priest, and I would love it when Santos turns on Ray. Like, this is, like, flare sting levels of obvious. And, <laughs> and then um, and then they give, you know, that cost them the match, and Dominic can say he pinned his father. Oh! Oh, the white heat. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. So, we'll see. All right. 
following that, we had the men's elimination chamber, uh, which, like I said, line of the night. They were talking about. I feel like they were talking about Johnny Gargano and Candice, possibly, and. It, it it came down to Corey and talking about Carmella and then Michael Cole says something like I don't even talk my wife doesn't even talk to me and I don't know why but it made me laugh so fucking hard oh my god just the way just the way that it just came out <clears throat> of nowhere I wrote it down yes Michael Cole without the voices in his head actually that actually that might have been the during the first match. Because oh, because Carmella was in the chamber. because Carmella was in and so Corey said something like, I, "I, I have to keep the home life calm. I got you know who I got a root for, right?" And Michael Cole, because my wife doesn't even talk to me. <laughs> oh, poor Michael Cole. Um, right. But Austin Theory does retain the United States Championship over Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth Fuckboy Rollins. Bruno, Smathers, Fetus, Gleshin, Troy, Jason, Jordan, God's Juggalo get a point for picking Austin Theory. Top Dollar gets both Rollins and Gargano right for first and second entrance, uh, which was a hell of a thing to see, and now I desperately want a match between those two at some point. Uh, Bruno, Dicko, Jason, uh, Troy, George, Jackson, God's Juggalo, and myself all picked Gargano, but not Seth. Smathers and Gleshin picked Seth, but not Gargano. Bruno, Glashen, Sal, Jordan, and Jackson picked Reed as the first elimination. I almost picked Bronson Reed mm. to go out first, but I thought they were gonna—I thought they were gonna give him at least one because he's the big—he's the big, huge guy. Sure. <clears throat> I will start with this. Um, Bronson Reed, man, I feel like he elevated himself in this match. He is on the fucking cusp, man. He was really good. Now, his first couple weeks on Raw were a little iffy. Didn't really do much. Didn't really show any presence. Him in the chamber was exactly what he needed. Um, because he showcased... He fe- It felt like he was a monster. And it took four people to eliminate him. Like, literally, we had to get a finisher parade... Yeah. And every finisher like escalated. It was like a super kick and then a stomp and then the fucking um uh from the heavens. Yeah, it was from the heavens that eliminated. So we had to get a super kick from Gargano, a stomp from Seth, and a frog smash from the top rope from Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a great job, and I thought he did a great job in this match. Yeah. Looks like a goddamn beast. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh the beginning uh, when Seth fought was fighting Gargano. Uh, Michael Colt mentioned this is the first time these two have ever fought in the WWE ring, mm-hmm. which seems criminal. Give it to me. Right? And Give then uh, Corey mentioned something like they did this at PWG like 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want more of that. That was incredible. And you know what? We should have figured that Seth would have started because he is like a ring general at this point. He's been with the company for over 10 years. He has been in the chamber at least six or seven times. And everybody else is kind of, I mean, obviously Damian Priest is 40 years old. But, like, still, there's a lot of young people in this match that might not necessarily know how to have a good chamber match on pay-per-view. Speaking of getting a chance to shine, Montez Ford. Look great. Look great. Like a million bucks. I love the jacket. The jacket was great. 
that fucking splash from the ceiling was fucking amazing. Oh, when he um like Spider Man himself and then just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, I, I I will give credit to this. His selling is next level because I thought that was legit. Until they replayed it nine times, and I was like, okay. Well, let's see what I wrote here. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the heck out of both chamber matches. Montez Ford shined, especially with success for the scene. The ending of the men's chamber with Logan Paul was convoluted, especially with the multiple replays of the Seth penalty on Montez, showing that he didn't really smash his face into the floor. Right. No, I thought I, his selling was great, like, from stomp impact to pinfall to aftermath. I thought that was great. They did a bad job of replaying that fucking shit over and over again. Um, but I was really like, oh shit, did he get hurt? <laughs> and also I hate the the fake injury to get the cage door open. It's so it tired always, at this point. It always feels hacky. It always feels shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Didn't they do that one point with Jericho, like way back? Like I think when Punk won the world title, and then Randy Orton punted him in the head or something, and then probably. Yeah, the whole someone's injured, we have to open the chamber doors happened so fucking much, and it's just. uh, (laughs) And the fact that. That everything else stops, and they focus on this, when if it were a real thing, you'd have Seth and Austin, uh, Seth and Austin, Seth and on the other side of the ring, doing something Mm -hmm. to take attention and something for the cameras to show while While they 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 take care of business. Yeah. But because it's story, because it's not a real injury, we gotta watch. Yeah. As nothing happens for ten fucking minutes. So they can open the door and slowly, slowly slide Montez out. Yes, slowly help him out, and I mean slowly. And then, wow, who could have seen it coming? Here comes Logan Paul. Um, Logan Paul proceeded to hit Seth with, I think, multiple stomps. I thought he did it twice. He hit him with he hit him with the buckshot. Oh, that's right. And then the ref was like, hey, just, "You gotta get the fuck out of here, man." Um, while while Logan did his <laughs> thing. As much as I have not been enjoying AEW recently, uh. One of our mutual friends called it the Logan Paul Lariat, and I got mad at him. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? Okay. Uh, I saw... Go ahead. Was it, my, I don't think it was in the host thread, but it might have been. Somebody saying... Oh, no, it was on, it was on our Discord. Um... The, the CM Punk is going to come back at Revolution. <laughs> like, no. I, I doubt it. I said, I'll believe it when I see it, which is never because I don't watch AEW anymore. That being said, didn't he uh, 
up here in the crowd watching uh, Sasha Banks's match against oh. Kyrie. Yeah, there's there's video of him there uh, attending the what is it called Battle in the Valley or something like that. Uh, so it's in the states. So I mean that you know uh, it was in L.A. I think, but yeah, he was there. Um, he was watching. He had a hoodie on like he usually does in hat. So Okay. Doesn't mean goddamn thing, but <laughs> And in your main event, Roman Reigns defeats Sami Zayn to retain the Uwu championship. Everyone except Top Dollar gets a point on that. Um it, exactly as I figured it would go down. Roman Reigns wins. Sami Zayn looks like a million and a half fucking bucks. The second referee is a goddamn moron. That's a great synopsis, but let's break it down. Yeah. Um, this... This is what I wrote in my notes. I wrote, main event was a masterpiece, though the second ref is an idiot. This was... a combination of the love you felt for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 mixed with the hatred Cena got at One Night Stand against RVD. (laughs) This was a perfect... Because usually there's one or the other. Like, yes, people booed the authority when Daniel Bryan was going for the title, but did they really hate Hunter? Eh, I mean, they were sick of him, right? And then with... um, I'm just glad this was a PLE and not SmackDown, because if they they were trying to to, to censor out the crowd chance, it would have been un-fucking-watchable. It would have been completely uh, silent. It would have been just a... a, They just would have shut the audio off for 20 minutes. Um, Yes, but that's what I mean. So at One Night Stand that time, there was a pure hatred for John Cena. Yeah, we love RVD, but what really came through was that everybody at that point hated John Cena. This was both. Mm-hmm. Montreal just adored Sammy, and on the other side of the coin, they despised Roman. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if some of that is a little, <laughs> fuck this guy, I've always hated this guy, he's had this title for like a thousand <laughs> days. You gotta wonder, right? <laughs> Getting there. So, yeah, so this... Montreal was fucking loud, and Roman come, comes out first. That surprised me. I was like, really? Well, not really. Well, he usually makes people wait. But instead, he, he owns it, comes out first, and then we get like the loudest pop of the year when Sammy comes out, louder than Friday night. Um, and they were behind him. Everybody felt like they were ready for this. I feel like they were actually believed this, he was going to win. <laughs> this ring announcer that Ricochet's sticking his dick in, I am, I am over her. I'm so think over her. It is so interesting that the two people on this network that have an issue with her are also ring announcers in real life. Like you guys probably are like no, mm-mm, no. Meanwhile, I'm just a dumb fan. I'm like, all right, she's excited. <laughs> you can emote without screaming everything. That's all I'll say. Howard Finkel never changed his ring announcing voice. Um, it was always at a ten, right? 
Not about emphasize. 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 You can okay. emphasize without screaming. Ah, okay. So you're like the undead spirit. Everything is. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Jason was very critical of me when I when I praised her at Survivor Series because I thought that her introduction of the bloodline going into war games gave me chills. And he was like, no, mm-mm, nope. She does it for every fucking line. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she does kind of. <laughs> you got to pick and choose. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the... the <laughs> She's like, she's like, the wise man, Paul Heyman. <laughs> She's like growling. That's what he says. She doesn't need to fucking growl with every sentence. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, <laughs> took it out of my head. Um, I, I, I love the way they worked in Sammy's wife at ringside. Um, yeah, my biggest issue with this match was that second referee. Because we had the ref bump. Because I feel I feel like that was necessary because you gotta have that spot where Sammy could have got Sammy had him down and covered for three, but the referee was dead. But, but then Jimmy Uso comes out. Well, before before that, um, okay. you mentioned his wife in the crowd. I thought she did a great job because Roman, typical to his character these past couple of years, he will talk shit while he's kicking the shit out of you. And he will of make course. it sound like it's your fault. <laughs> Which is so he, exactly what he said to her. Yeah, which, that's what he's playing up, and he just looks like such a sh- such a shitbag. And she's right like, in front of her, she's like, he loved you. And meanwhile, he's like, I did everything for him, and this is how he repays me. Um, it was absolutely fucking golden. But here's the thing: before the ref bump, this happened before the ref bump. Sammy got a moment where he was um, doing the babyface comeback thing, right? And he. He hit Roman with the Haluva kick, the first one. Yeah. And Michael Cole, who had been collectively losing his mind all night, um, is going into cell mode. But what got yeah. it for me was Corey was like, holy shit, he hit it! Sammy's <laughs> going to do it! And it felt like that time Jeff Hardy was on the ladder on Raw. <laughs> and, and Jim Ross is screaming, do it, kid! Make yourself famous! <laughs> All of us are like, fuck, really? I was, for a second, I was like, whoa, he right. he did hit him yep. square on the jaw. Oh, man. Yep. I think Montreal felt that one, too. Like, they were, like, ready. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then, of course, but, it was not. <laughs> yeah, so, so so Rudy Charles gets squish-squashed uh, and falls out of the ring. Roman, uh, Sammy hits the second Haluva kick, covers Roman, the crowd chants to like six. And out comes Jimmy Uso. And Jimmy Uso hits a couple of super kicks and gives him the, the, the splash. Roman crawls over for the pin and outruns the second referee, who immediately gets in the ring and counts the cover for the kick out of two. As though we didn't just see Jimmy Uso beat the shit out of Sami Zayn for four minutes. Like, what were you watching where you knew that they needed another referee, but you didn't see Jimmy Uso? 
hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's get into the logistics of this. He watches the referee go down, all right? And he gets, like, I don't know, uh, a text from Hunter. It's like, in Gorilla, right? And he's like, dude, we need you. And he's like, good thing I still have my, my referee uniform on. And he runs out. So he's running to the ring at this point. Like, he, he not just... What is the referee locker room in Quebec? What the yes, yes. So he's running from the locker room. There's no TVs anywhere in the hallways. Anywhere. He, he, he certainly not any in Gorilla. He absolutely. He's not even paying attention. He flies right through the curtain, and all these fans are just just screaming, and he has no idea what's going on. He's just like, I just have to get out of that ring. He just has tunnel vision. <laughs> tunnel vision doesn't see a damn thing. Jimmy Uso does. Must job. Must do, must do job. Must count. Must do job. Must count. Must do job. Must count. <laughs> Looks like a goddamn moron. Anyways. A little bit. Second ref gets squish squashed. <laughs> this one was bad. I feel like he got a Superman punch. Yeah, he did. And here comes Jay. No, that's not what happened. That's not okay. Sorry. No. He gets a Superman punch and classic. This is exactly what happened um, at Rumble. Roman is like, I need a chair. So That's right. He tells Heyman, get a chair. Heyman, yes, okay. Oh, yes, my travel chief. Oh, yes, he, my travel chief. Heyman scrambles, uh, waddles his way, or, or I don't know, does some type of fat person dance to get Heyman, a chair. Heyman was over the top in the best way possible yes. for all of this. And he gives he gives uh, Roman the chair, and Roman sizes up Sam, and he's like screaming at him, he's like, you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it, and the camera, st- the shot stays tight on Roman. I was trying to help you! Mm-hmm. And Roman backs up like he's gonna swing the chair, and all of a sudden, the camera immediately like, zooms out, and Jay's standing right there. In front of Roman, blocking Sammy. And the whole place explodes. Because they're like, oh my god, Jay Uso's here. Which, to that point, we had not seen him. And no, I didn't think he was allowed in the country. Right. And they're supposed to be home watching. Roman can't believe that that Jay stayed in front. Jay once again is not saying a fucking word. So Roman's like, nah, fuck it, and he does what he did to Sammy. He holds out the chair, and he's like, "You're right, you hit him." Mm-hmm. And Jay takes the chair, and there's a moment where. Roman's screaming at Sammy, and Jay's behind him with a chair, just, and you're just, just like, like last month. You're like, oh my god, Jay Uso is going to cost Roman Reigns the UU Championship, um, which would be a hell of a story. Um, but instead, as he contemplates doing it, see, never hesitate. That's what the problem is in wrestling. Uh, Sammy goes to spear Roman. Roman avoids it, and Sammy spears Jay. <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> that's not good. Better get Mako. Yeah. Uh, and then very shortly after that, uh, Roman beats him. I think it was just a fucking spear. I didn't really like, pay attention <laughs> after that. Because after that, he was fucked. And we all knew it. And he got pinned. And the whole fucking building was like, you could hear a pin drop after he got pinned. Like, everybody was just like, Wait, that's it? <laughs> One spear? Wait, he actually lost? I thought this was like the Daniel Bryan thing. 
which certain which certain parts of the internet took to mean that this whole thing, this whole storyline was just terrible and this was a bad idea and the crowd was dead. No, no, no. Different kind of silence, fuckos. Yeah, that's that's the kind of fucking silence that you only get with that type of storytelling. The same kind of silence we talked about last month when Sammy hit Roman with the chair and the entire crowd went. <sighs> yeah. There's there's stunned, shocked exactly. silence. There's- and there's, and there's, there's don't I don't give, give a, a shit fuck silence. Yeah, there's yeah. I don't give a fuck silence, exactly. Um, now, I would like to call out Montreal because it seems like they're a bunch of pussies. Because they said they would riot. And, they <laughs> and I feel like... I like, didn't see one flipped car, you fucks! I feel like at the Hammerstein Ballroom in 06, in Chicago <laughs> in 2011... They would have absolutely rioted. <laughs> you fucking wimps. Like, are you kidding me? The fucking ECW crying at the Hammerstein that night? They would have absolutely rioted. You couldn't set a goddamn trash can on fire at least? Seriously. Um, oh my god, that makes me think of fucking John Moxley and Dean Ambrose. But anyway. I just want one fucking effigy of Roman Reigns. <laughs> just one! Um... Oh, yes. Uh, we, we glossed over it earlier, but the fuck you Roman chants yes. to start the match were so fucking loud. <laughs> and the commentators were just like, I I mean, you could tell they don't like them. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they, the, the, the genius that also was the two of them just soaking in it allowing it to happen at the just beginning letting the moment just, happen we don't we don't dive right into the match we don't immediately do the entrances and the announcements and ring the bell and we go we go let's uh let's see what this crowd does let's see how this plays out this could be fun it was it was such a loud fucking crowd such a great moment like that's how you do wrestling i'm sorry and we've we've said this before. You can lose a title match, especially a world title match, and it can make you and I and and obviously Sammy's a made guy already, but like that moment, I will always remember that moment. Mm-hmm. That moment he this almost is, beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> this is this is upper echelon stuff. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Because like you said, we've on because like you said earlier, on the main roster we have not seen white meat baby face Sami Zayn. Not really. We did once, and that was the night that he he debuted, and he fought John Cena. He fucked up his his elbow, or whatever it was. He tore his labrum, and then he was out for ten months. So it completely went nowhere. This was... This was his coming out party. And they couldn't have... They couldn't have done... They couldn't have done it in a better place mm-hmm. against a better guy with a better outcome. Because, as Jason says frequently, the thrill is in the chase. And so you've got Sam, the, Sammy Zayn, like you said, if he wins the match, he gets the championship. But that's the only difference between if he wins the match and if he loses the match. Mm-hmm. Because everything else that happened here 
in front of that crowd in that building with with, with this story and with, with this opponent. This is this is king shit, is what this is. This is a legend making night. It's true. Sam Zane, either way. This is this. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it because I've seen it so infrequently in the time I've watched wrestling. This is um, Bret Hart, Steve Austin at WrestleMania fourteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Sorry, thirteen. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's that moment where you're just like, holy shit, this guy's arrived. And not only has he arrived, that was one of the best moments I've ever seen in wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Now, afterwards. Yes. Uh, for some reason, that spear must have been very, very stiff because we don't see Jay for the rest of the night. <laughs> Don't know what the fuck happened to him. Maybe he landed on the chair. We don't know. Sure. Uh, out comes Jimmy, returning to the ring. Solo's not been around for the past couple weeks. Kind of kept me a little concerned. But out comes Jimmy, starts beating the shit out of fucking Sammy. Because they ain't done yet. Mm-mm. And Roman is about to not only step on the hearts of Montreal, he's about to kick it across the fucking room. Mm-hmm. And then we get a second loudest pop in the night because Kevin Owens comes out. And I was a little annoyed at Michael Cole saying Montreal's own, but Maryville, Quebec is 20 minutes up the street, so I'm down. That's fine. So he he comes out, he makes the save. Uh, He... At one point, Paul Heyman tries to attack him. <laughs> this oh which my. was the dumbest <laughs> idea. Paul Heyman. Credit, <sighs> credit where credit is due. Like I said, he was over the top the entire night, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> him, <laughs> just the visual of him. I guess you can call it punching Kevin Owens in yeah. the in the. The shoulders and the back, like he stumbles into the like, ring, like He's, a <clears throat> like a five year old. That's who's, way too overtired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Owens just fucking turns around. No effect. These punches yeah, have no, literally no effect. Obviously, completely no sells it, and just turns around. And Heyman does that Heyman thing. Where he goes, oh, fuck. Heyman said... Just wait. wait, Heyman said, I don't want to be with Roman anymore. (laughs) I can be your advocate. You're Kevin Owens. This will be great. Oh, criminy. So, of course, he gets a a stunner. Paul Heyman is amazing. Paul Heyman sells it. He gets a stunner and shows up on the Tron on Monday in a neck break. Oh, my God. That, see, but that's that's how it's done. A oh, manager God. should never be able to take a finisher and be okay. He should be <laughs> fucked up for a couple weeks after yeah, that. So fucking funny. Um, yeah, he takes a stunner and sells it by going down to one knee. Unique. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's Paul Heyman. Yeah, I, I he's get not it. gonna do a fucking flat back. I don't know that he can. 
He's right. a bit. Ro- he's a bit rotund. Just a bit. Um. But Roman sold, gets stunned. Sold it better than Vince McMahon. Yes, he did, and uh, and other people. <laughs> um. He uh, KO also stunned Roman. Yeah. Big pop. And then KO's got Roman, and he's about to do something to him, but he looks behind him, and he sees Sammy just sitting in the corner seething. So kind of like how Sammy gave Owens yeah, so Sammy, to Jey Uso. If, if you're looking from the hard cam, Sammy's in the front corner on the right. Roman is in the far corner on the left. And let's just assume KO was thinking Stinger Splash. And he glances over his... Or whatever. Some, and he glances over his shoulder and sees Sammy. And just like, okay. Yep. Steps back. We get a third haluva kick. Kicked his face off. Crowd mm. pop for that. And then uh, Owens very uh, correctly, I might add, because this I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to be very honest here. If he hugged him, I would have been mad. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the this, Sal is referencing something I said where I was like I just want them to I just wanted them to hug so badly, and of course they they didn't because they no. can't because we'll, we can, we can talk about what happened on Raw because but I, Owens was there to help him and then he just left he's like but he wasn't because what did he say on Raw <laughs> this is the this is the genius of this yes the uh, this story is so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> And on this, Raw, this Sammy starts the night. This is why, and we this is why we need to tell this story before they get back together because it's so fucking good. Yes, go ahead. Sammy starts the night in Ottawa, so they're still in Canada, still super over, and he does that baby face thing that they do when they lose, where he's like, you know, I I want to thank you guys so much for the reaction, which is you know real life. And you know, then, I had a really good time. Um. And then he's like, well, I can't help but feel disappointment in my heart. And it's like, it's okay, fucking Bret Hart. You'll get him next time. I'm going to be Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> that broke me. Because um, all I get pictures, fucking crabby ass, four out of ten Bret Hart being like, well, you know, if I had a match with Roman Reigns. You know, you know I only lose Montreal when I get screwed. <laughs> You know, if I fought Roman Reigns in Montreal. So, uh, Sammy comes out, he's doing all this stuff, and he's like, I gotta, you gotta, I gotta ask somebody to come out here. I oh, gotta have, Bruce never won a match. I gotta have Kevin Owens come out here. And surprisingly yeah. to me, because I thought they were gonna do this a different way, but Kevin Owens comes out. Kevin does come out. He does. And the first thing he says is, well, Sammy please uh, makes a, a case for himself, and he's like, you know, uh, I can't take down the bloodline by myself, and <clears throat> you can't take yeah. down the bloodline by myself. But if we combine our powers, brother, <laughs> <coughs> then maybe we could take on the Mega Bucks at SummerSlam. The Mega Canadians. And oh, Owens God. is like, let's set a couple things straight. I didn't come out there for you. I came out there for me. Because... At the Royal Rumble, when I was getting this shit kicked out of me, my family was in the front row, and you stood there, and you did nothing. So, on Saturday night, 
when you were getting the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Sammy starts his thing just by saying, he says, first, I want to say thank you. And I want to say I'm sorry. And I thought, like I said, they're playing this whole thing just beautifully. Because that's important. Thank you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, KO is just like... KO that- says... Go ahead. I didn't do... I didn't come out there for you. I came out there for me, for my family, and for everybody else. Because I wasn't going to... For your family... Because I wasn't going to put your family who was sitting in the front row, go through what my family had to go through last month, sitting at home, watching the Royal Rumble on TV. Mm-hmm. While you stood there and did nothing. Yes. That was key. And I like this part of it, because if you remember, after Survivor Series, Sammy said he was done with Kevin Owens. Yep. And Owens was like, good, I'm done with you too cunt and then this week on raw owens is like i feel the mic drop what's the mic drop (laughs) he's like i feel the exact same way as i felt back then i'm done with you i don't give a shit what you do i don't want anything to do with you if you need help fighting the bloodline maybe you can call call your friend jay (laughs) boom oh he's not wrong So good. So So fucking beautiful. Now, Sammy is going to turn to Jay in my prediction. But Jay is going to surprise Sammy by turning on him. Probably. Because that spear is going to be something that Roman or Jimmy uses to manipulate Jay and be like, you see that? He fucking took you out. You came down there to help him and he fucking laid you out. You think he didn't do that on purpose? He could have stopped. Mm. You know what I mean? They're gonna fuck it. They're gonna mind fuck him. They really are. And when we do get that moment, because oh, so this is the other thing I was thinking of when I was watching this on Raw. You know how Sammy had to prove himself to the Bloodline like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're headed here? Is he going to prove himself to KO? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that, right? So keep, that, uh, <clears throat> keep begging. Eventually, <clears throat> Owens will hug him. And then everybody will cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. At the very least, I will. Yeah. I'm a very sympathetic cryer. Um, and then Baron Corbin beats the shit out of Sami Zayn. Yeah. Sami's leaving, and Baron Corbin jumps him. And Corbin continues to try to leech off of the actual good people on Raw. My stop that. My first thought. <laughs> oh, we, didn't, we didn't do the we didn't do the points for the for the predictions. No, we did not. Um, sorry. It, so we have thirteen tied for eleventh place with five points. Uh, uh, is Jackson, Troy, and all roads lead to WrestleMania except the one from that fat piece of shit top dollar. Uh, Tied for sixth place with six points uh, is the dick that keeps on giving Dick Oloco, Mike Smathers, Jason, George Wedgwood, and God's a Juggalo. Tied for second place with seven points 
uh, president of the Protected Zambians at All Costs Club and soon to be recognized as Dr. Bruno Tomas, PhD. Fetus Rhodes, yourself, myself, and in first place, all by himself, eight points, Dr. Glashen. Good job, my friend. Very nice. Uh, the doctor so, is very good at these. So, uh, well, the doctor's a time traveler, so he's probably cheating. But anyways. Well. So again, thanks to everybody who, who, who helped us out with that. We appreciate you all. Um, okay. Besides obtaining a sports almanac, wouldn't you also cheat at these if you had a time traveling machine? So my first thought <laughs> was Corbin, Corbin is angry. He's lashing out because last week he got dumped by JBL. Uh, and Sammy just happened to be there at the time. No, that I, was two weeks ago that he got dumped by JBL. Last okay. week, Cody kicked the shit out of him. Right. So I'm, I, I, I was okay with that. I'm like, I, I, this is what I wrote. I may be the only one on this network who wouldn't hate seeing the lone wolf return, but I like it. Um, but when we come back from break, uh, which we had picture in picture the whole time, uh, Corbin's got a mic and says, you want to fuck with me last week? I'm going to fuck with you this week. So there's a story there as well. Um, Corbin did say one thing. Um, he said he was the last man to defeat Roman Reigns, uh, which is not true. Um, no, Seth Rollins. Not. Seth Rollins was the last man to defeat Roman Reigns by disqualification last year at the Rumble. But that is correct. Baron Corbin is the last man to defeat Roman Reigns in singles competition Via by pinfall. pinfall. Yes. Sal, would you care to guess when that occurred? That was December of 2019. That is indeed good job. TLC 2019, December 15th. Because so, obviously, after the pandemic happened, Roman was off TV until SummerSlam. And then as soon as he came back at SummerSlam, he was this tribal chief guy. There you go. So, so Corbin's little win four years ago means nothing. Shh. But, shh. so here's, here's my issue. Everyone's like, oh, sad sack Corbin. This is great. This is what we want is, is sad sack Corbin. I already saw this chapter. Yeah, I don't want sad sack. I want the lone wolf back. This isn't the lone wolf. He's getting the shit kicked out of him by everybody who decides That's, to mouth off to. I didn't say to. this was the lone wolf. I said <laughs> I want the lone wolf back. Sure, but right now I don't feel bad for Baron Corbin, and I know I'm not supposed to because he's still being a shitbag on the mic, but I guess I want the faces to kick the shit out of him, but I'm also like, get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my I, TV. That's the wrong show. I, I like Baron Corbin. I have always been a Baron Corbin fan. I I I'm here for it. I was I was like once, <laughs> and then he lost. You know what the Corbin's problem is? He's the worst, like the worst in the entire company at, at at just being a wrestler. Like he's the guy who cashed in on on Jinder Mahal and lost. I just want to isolate that for some reason. Be like, you know what Baron Pro Corbin's problem is? He's the worst. He only, like, lost to, he only lost to Jinder because of John fucking Cena, and you know it. That was great, though. And that's the thing about Corbin. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was fucking pissed. That's the thing about Corbin. Ever since then, he's just a loser. I can't root for a loser. He's like Heath Slater. Okay, but Heath Slater was at least funny once in a while. <laughs> Does Barry Corbin have kids? Uh, no. I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> Buddy. He does, he does have a smoker. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so Baron, Baron and Sammy have a match. Blah, blah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Ms. Ding Dong Hello. Uh, well, yeah. 
That wasn't next. Okay, uh, Mustafa fine. Ali. Mustafa Ali has giant wings on his Titantron. Mm-hmm. The Judgment Day have giant wings on their Titantron. Yeah. You get a little, uh, a little collab, a collabo, a collabo in the future. Put him with the Judgment Day. He ain't doing shit else. <laughs> he might as well be in their segments. I only have one other note from from Raw, and I don't remember. And then exactly. we can start a we can start a um, a storyline of Rhea fancies Ali more than she does Dom, and Dom can get all buttered about it. <coughs> I'm there for that. <sighs> um, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about Ding Dong. Hello. Sure. Bailey decides that she doesn't have any important guests, so she just interviews her faction. Dakota Kai decides she's going to talk, but still doesn't really say much. I like Dakota Kai. She is not making an impact for me, no matter if it's on the mic or in any... I mean, like, her matches are fine. She doesn't do anything wrong, but she's not, like... I don't know. There's just... There's a lot missing from Damage Control. (laughs) Uh, and they're soon going to be missing something else because mm. the, the the ultimate reason for Ding Dong Hello is to set up a women's tag title match for next week. Yep. Not for Mania. No. For next week. Against who? Dakota and Sky defending against Becky Lynch and Lita. And what? <laughs> uh, Lita? Because, because Bailey is the one who accepted the challenge. Mm. So... One of two things are going to happen. Either, and because Bailey was the one who accepted on behalf of her faction, um, either we're going to get a triple threat of Dakota versus Io versus Bailey at Mania, kind of like they did with um, uh, Randy Orton's little faction there. What was it called? Legacy? That's what it was. Legacy. So, so we might get that at Mania. Or we might get Bailey versus Dakota and Io, and then Bailey's gonna find a partner. Oof, I don't like that at all. Mm. But I feel like that might happen too because they need to immediately get the tag titles off of these girls next week. Which, by the way, this is this is done poorly. There's no reason that these two should be getting a title shot, and there's no reason for Shayna and Ronda Rousey to be getting a title shot. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we've got got six weeks to go until Mania, and we're already shoehorning. This is what I don't get. Presumably. We anticipated when when Becky and Ronda both came back to this company that we're going to get that one-on-one match that we never really got four years ago. And instead, we're going to get an adjacent feud to that for the tag titles. Um, I'm sorry, but you haven't built these women's tag titles enough. Like Becky and Ronda could headline on their own. They don't need this. And I, yeah, you put leader in there and Shane so well, Shane can take a pin. They uh, said it. They said it on Ding Dong Hello. You, you've dominated the women's tag team division for a hundred days. Name one team they fought. Um, they fought Raquel and Aaliyah, <laughs> who are the people they want. They beat for the title. So, <laughs> so other than that, I yeah, I couldn't tell you. 
But that's my problem. You can't put ice-cold titles in a Becky and Ronda feud and be like, oh, now they're fine. No, they're not. They're not. You have to take time to rebuild those titles now. And you didn't. And instead, you think you can hotshot rebuild them with Becky and Ronda, and I don't like that. Because no, no situation that plays out in my mind is particularly exciting. I don't give a shit if Ronda wins them. I don't give a shit if Becky and Lita retain them. I just... They, who cares? They literally... They won the titles November 5th at Crown Jewel. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just they, realized. They won the titles November 5th at Crown Jewel. Yeah. They defended the titles December 16th on SmackDown. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I had a feeling because I knew that they hadn't defended them this year. And then when you said they won them in November, I was like, oh, fuck, they had like one title defense in there. <laughs> yeah, so they beat for this reign. For this reign. For this particular reign, yes. They beat Alexa Bliss and Asuka to claim the titles. They defended them against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. Oh, that's right. For the previous reign, they won them. Like you said, against from Aliyah and Raquel Rodriguez on yeah. September twelfth, they defended them against uh, Raquel and Shotzi on December on uh, sorry September twelfth. Yeah. Uh, they defended them against Raquel and Shotzi on October twenty first, and then lost them to Alexa Bliss and Asuka on October thirty first. And then they won them back two weeks later. Good God. Yeah. Alexa, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Asuka won them on October 31st, lost them on November 5th. Okay, so Asuka can claim, and Alexa, that they've held the women's tag titles. For six days. Next week, Becky is going to be able to lay claim that she was also <clears throat> a women's tag champ. And Lita will be able to lay claim to that as well. And all of this is so they can lose it to Ronda and Shayna? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't give a shit about Ronda or Shayna at this point. And I don't care if they're tag champs. Who fucking cares? Give me Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch and a fucking last woman standing match. You know what I mean? Like, how fun would that be for Mania? Not that they wouldn't actually do a last woman standing match for Mania because it takes too much time. But... <clears throat> <clears throat> I'd rather them one-on-one than, than this fucking feud. This feud makes no sense to me. <laughs> but I guess we gotta get there, so maybe we'll get some promos where Rhonda calls out Rebecca, and she uses her, like, real person voice, and then Shayna can be like, And there's another thing! <laughs> that's how she sounds when she has a mic. Anyway. Sorry, I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at the list of title rings. And none of them are longer than four or five months. Remember that time the Iconics won it? And it was great because it was at yeah. Mania? That was four. Four months. Yeah. They held it from from April 7th of 2019 to August 5th of 2019. Right. So, anyway. uh, why is Elias trying to be a thing? Hey. 
He's like, I challenge somebody for Mania. Bobby Lashley kicks the living fuck out of him. <laughs> like, everybody, including the commentators, are like, well, I mean, he's not going to fight him in Mania. <laughs> so, okay, so that's the other thing that happened on Raw. Um, In a backstage segment, which this threw me, because I don't understand why they're doing this in a backstage segment. I feel like this should be a bigger deal. MVP, on behalf of Omas challenged Brock fucking Lesnar. Yeah. Which, I get the spectacle of that I feel like visual. That was a ba- I feel like that was a backstage thing because Brock wasn't there. If you're gonna, if, if, if they do it, it in the ring, you're gonna expect yeah, Brock, Brock to come Brock out. Brock to come out, okay, that's fine. But it just seemed undervalued. Like, I, I kinda can understand a spectacle of Brock Lesnar versus Omas. But I just don't think you you put your best foot forward to start this. Mm. But supposedly we'll see next week if the Beast accepts. Mm-hmm. On to more pressing concerns. What's in the envelope? I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what is this that Miz was so excited about that this is the greatest gift his wife could have given him? Um... It's not a pregnancy test, because there's no reason why you couldn't just pull that out and show everybody on camera. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's plenty of reasons you can't pull it out and show people on camera. <laughs> I meant the pregnancy test. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so what is it? What the fuck? What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. Any guesses? Maybe it's Logan Paul's fucking Pikachu card. Um, oh, <sighs> so yeah, Miz, Miz had a match with Rollins. That was yeah. Rollins. Happened. Rollins put him in the hospital. Kayfabe live, of course. Yes, that's where my that's where my note was here. So my my only other note that I have written down from Raw is so the Seth penalty is fatal now. Well, he hit him with it fucking three times, and. I mean, the third time was really bad because, you know, you literally saw the dude's teeth go back into his skull, and this is now dead. So, yeah, guess we'll never find out what was in that envelope. No. Um, oh well. Yeah. So that's this is the new, not the new, but this is what Logan Paul has done to Seth. Is now he's a ruthless maniac, hell bent I on revenge. Guess so. I am going to assume that whatever is in the envelope has something to do with Mrs. Plan for Mania. Well, yeah. Suppose so. Suppose we're going to find out what it, what it's what's in there this this week on Raw. So. Maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe it's an interview with like a super big celebrity, and then <laughs> Miz will end up fighting that person because <clears throat> we haven't seen that before. Hmm. Who could they get to fight Miz at Mania? That's a celebrity. Is it going to be like? Like Mike the Situation or something? Ugh. <laughs> Maybe it's Mike Tyson! He said he, won't, he doesn't want to be on AEW anymore. <laughs> right. Although he has to stay awake for, for this. So I'm, I don't know. Kind of up in the air. Kenny Omega. Um, let's talk about Heyman. We briefly mentioned Heyman in the neck brace. Yes. Um, 
But I enjoyed I enjoyed the promo. We're getting more story, I guess you could call it. But Heyman being a snively little shit, and I, the way it came across to me, which which I enjoyed, is Heyman being like, "Do you are you sure you want to be champion? Do you really want that responsibility?" Cause you're gonna be away from your family like 300 days a year if you become champion, and we all know how much you hated that your dad was never there for you. And they played up him just having a a, a child, you know, and that she's young, and now you're gonna do what your dad did, and you're not gonna be around for watch her grow up. Um, beautiful work by Heyman, because I'm not going to say something vile like Roman will keep your wife warm while you're gone, because Roman Reigns is a happily married man. But I'm not. Ew. You. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people online were hilariously saying that Paul Heyman got the best of him this week. I don't think so. I think Paul Heyman did a superb job of making himself look vile and creepy and did a great job of making Cody look like he's done with that bullshit because the first thing (laughs) he says is, Roman, do not send this man anymore. Which, okay, now we are going to get a face-to-face with Roman and Cody. That's going to be great. That I can't wait for. And I don't know, it might happen on SmackDown. We still got we still got six weeks to kill. So right. Well, they'll do one face to face, but then they won't they won't be anywhere around each other for at least three or four weeks. And then we might get a contract signing or something. <laughs> right. But um, I liked Cody's uh. It's weird because on the one hand, it feels like he's playing into exactly what Heyman and Roman want him to play into, which is making this personal. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he's also handling it gallant, gallivantly. Gallantly? Yeah, that's what authority yeah. one. Yeah, he's he's taking it in stride. He's like, I'm, I'm laser-focused, and I don't care what you say to me, Paul Heyman. But Brandy will probably kick the shit out of you. Uh, we're going to get Brandy, like, fucking kicking Heyman in the nuts, huh? <laughs> probably. I'm not opposed to it. What do you think about this Alpha Academy Maximum Male Models feud-ish thing that's going on right now? So the interesting part is is that Gable wants to be noticed, but yet Maxine Dupree is more interested. Maxine Dupree. Thank you. Is more interested in Otis than she is in Gable. So, Otis, are they using the maximum it's, male it's models? So stupid, but it works. Are uh, they using the maximum male models to cause this rift and turn Otis back face, and then we get Otis versus Chad at Mania? I feel I feel like if anything we get Otis and Chad versus Mansoir and Massé. That's not a mania match. <laughs> <laughs> it could it could be a kickoff match. I'd rather see Otis fight 
Chad because Chad stays heel and Otis turns into a lovable good guy again. Or it's a WrestleMania Friday match, anyways. Uh. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. But it's funny. It's funny. Whatever it is, it's fucking funny. Chad Gable has been so good at whatever they give him, he makes yep. into gold. I know we've said that before on this show, but I mean, look at this. He's like looking at himself in front of a mirror and he's like, I could be a model. Which the idea, the very notion of him. Yeah, so like, we're on. We go from Carmella asking for a match against Asuka next week yes. to Chelsea Green calling Adam Pierce to complain about something or travel or, or travel arrangements. She got sent to Ottawa, to, Illinois instead of Ottawa. To, Canada. to Adam Pierce going into a tunnel. No, I'm having. I can't hear you on the phone in Montreal. It's not working. And then we just pan over to to Otis and Chad in a mirror, and Chad's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I'm so pretty." I <laughs> uh, also like Bronson Reed telling Gable to get ready to model a full body cast. Bronson Reed match with Gable was good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, not surprisingly. I was going to say Gable can have a good match with a broom at this point, but um, there's this underlining TV feud of Bronson Reed versus Otis, and I'm kind of there for that. Although I don't see Otis coming out on top in that. I feel like no, he would lose to Bronson Reed. 100% because they're trying <clears throat> to win Bronson. Yep. My my brain just flashed to that Simpsons bit where they go to Bronson, Missouri, and everyone looks and sounds like Charles Bronson. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, I got nothing else from Raw. We pretty much talked about everything. Oh, three, Nikki Cross, three coups de grace on uh, Edge. Um, okay, so Candace is backstage. Let me go. Where the fuck is it? Mm-mm-mm. I had it and I lost it. Candace is backstage talking to talking about uh, Gianni. Gianni's injury status. Uh, Nikki Cross appears, so they have a little back and forth. Why are you Why are you following me? And uh, and Nikki <laughs> whispers something into Candace's ear. Yep. Which Candace then has to tell Byron. Was Byron was it Byron? Uh, she said, all her friends are gone and she's alone. Oh. <laughs> Poor Nikki. She just wants friends. Nikki ain't got a secret this time. Nikki's got a complex. Um, Nikki's yeah. got no friends. I, like me, it's like me in high school. I guess. And uh, middle school. Aw. I guess... And elementary school. Stop it. This could be sympathy for Nikki and Candace. Does it make the crowd care? I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult. And I feel bad for Candace. She is so tremendous. But to this point, the WWE universe, for the most part, only knows her as Johnny's wife. And they don't really get excited for her matches because she tends to lose them. Yeah. So if this helps her develop character and this helps Nikki develop further into her character, um, I'd be down for Candace versus 
I'm sorry, Candace and, and Nikki versus Damage Control? See? See, putting the tag titles in this feud with Lita and and, and, and Becky fucks everything up. Because <laughs> you could have had a really nice moment where Candace is Nikki's only friend and they become friends and then... I mean, I, I know I just said that she was her only friend, but they become better friends. They become BFFs, and then they win the tag titles from Damage Control. I would be down for that. They make a page on OnlyFriends. Anyway. <laughs> you got a friend in me. Now let's waste time with Becky and fucking. You know what pisses me off? There, there will be people, okay, in the IWC. That will tell me that this matters because Becky gets to win the women's tag titles and then Ronda gets to win the women's tag titles. And my issue with that is that the women's tag titles don't matter and haven't in a long fucking time. So don't tell me Becky holding them and or Ronda holding them is going to make them fucking matter. Stop that noise. You got a friend in me. What'd you think about Asuka almost choking on her own mess and then letting <laughs> it slowly fall out of her mouth as she smiled at I was, Bianca? Uh, I was good and creepy. Bianca being like, what the fuck? Ew. She made that cringe face like, ugh. It was, uh, it was good. It was nice and, nice and what the fucky. I liked it as a start. I want more. I want Asuka... Evil clown Oscar to spook the shit out of Bianca. Hell, she can even kick the shit out of her at one point. Let's get this to the next level. I want this to be dark, I want this to be twisted, and I want there to be a chance that Bianca can't win. Dark and twisted, so Yeah, she can be she can join the Wyatt family. House of Horrors match. <laughs> At WrestleMania. Uh, let's see here. So, NXT. The one big note I have from NXT. I didn't watch it. Other than giving absolutely zero shits about Jinder Mahal facing Braun Breaker for the title. Um, I feel kind of bad for Indy Hartwell. Because she's got nothing to do and she keeps losing. She's she's been since since the way left NXT for for their various reasons that the way left NXT. She's just been floundering. Like she almost turned heel for like a couple of weeks, and now she's just cannon fodder. What I don't get is you had that great storyline with Dexter, and I get. That after Dexter got released, they didn't do any follow-up. But why couldn't you turn all of that momentum into Indy's favor and, like, push her as, like, the person that, like, almost beat Mandy or, like, put her against Zoe Starks, but, like, in a multiple, um, like, an actual feud where there's, like, a story and, like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't do shit with Indy after the way. Mm-hmm. It's not really fair to her, because I think the girl's very talented. But. Like I said, they, they gave her that weird friendship, but 
also kind of rivalry with Roxanne. Yeah, but it didn't stay. Uh, like, yeah, it was so weird. Like there was, no, there was nothing there. Like that's that's instantly a trivia question I would lose if anybody was like, you know, who did Nikki? Um, sorry, who did Indy Hartwell feud with? Coming out of the yeah, I would never get that right because it didn't matter. Um, there was a segment from last week's NXT. Where pretty deadly go to a bar to find Gallus and challenge them to oh to, to pool yeah to pool and like it turned into a bad parody of the ambiguously gay duo on <laughs> on um, Mad TV. But that also was not that was not Mad TV. Was it Saturday Night Live? Yes, it was. That oh, was okay. That was TV Funhouse. Um. And Gallus being like, well, if you wanted a title shot, all you had to do was ask. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Um, I'm assuming they're going to run with Gallus having these belts for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So Pretty Deadly is just the first people to lose to them, basically. But they got the smash... Uh... Two kids' faces and cake this week. Oh, see, I missed that. Who did? Gallus or Pretty Deadly? Pretty Deadly. Oh. How very million-dollar man of them. <laughs> um, do well, you not think... Kid, not, not kids, but like... Uh, like local, local talent. People that were delivering this cake. Uh, uh, do you see Grayson Waller fighting Shawn Michaels at Stand and Deliver? I'd, I'd like to. Why are we going in this direction? I don't think it's going to happen. And I feel like they're setting us up for disappointment. I don't know. Sean, I mean, Sean can certainly pick a uh, surrogate. That's what I said last week. You pick a proxy. But my issue with that is that, and, and we'll see, because there can still be a lot of time to do that. But for now, it feels like you're gearing up with with Sean being the one to fight Grayson Waller. I don't want Shawn Michaels to wrestle again. I was uh-huh. horribly unimpressed when he fought in, in Jeddah a couple years ago with Triple Fair. H and Fair. Taker and Kane. Granted, there's a bunch of old people in that match, not just Sean, <laughs> but... Right. Leave Grayson, Grayson can, alone. Grayson can probably carry. I shouldn't say anybody needs to carry Shawn Michaels, but you know what I mean. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know what's worse: Tyler Bate completely ignoring the "We Want Waller" chance, or the four dudes who kept it going even after it was clear that it wasn't getting over and nothing was coming from it. Full sale is <clears throat> always been dancing on the edge of annoying. Yeah. Um. Most of the times I most of the time I enjoy their energy, but when they're literally like you said, like four drunk frat guys being like, "We want Waller." It was just it was the <laughs> the fact that the fact that Tyler Bate ignored it completely just made it so feel so fucking awkward. Because mm-hmm. he didn't know what to say. Because he's out there being like, "Can I talk to you, chaps?" Let's have a moment, shall we? 
they're like, we you want gotta Lola. do something. Uh, speaking of things I give zero shits about, Robert Stone and Jan Wagner. Yawn. Don't fucking care. <laughs> but 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 Yawn's gonna show him some personality. Uh-huh. Don't fucking care. Dragonov's um, back. Yeah. He had a banger with Trick Williams last week. Indeed. I didn't see that one coming. Like I know Trick's been getting better, but they really had a good match. Stevie Turner's Twitch gimmick is weird, right? It's not just me. It is weird, uh, especially as somebody who watches Twitch. I don't really dig it. Like, especially like after she cuts her promo, they do that thing like the streamer is offline. Yeah, she did a, a randomizer this week to pick her opponent for something, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just so weird. Really? It was just so weird. A fucking random. Are you kidding me? It was what? so weird. I like Stevie Turner too, but this this whole like I am a Twitch streamer gimmick is just and of course they can't they don't say Twitch because they don't want to pay them. So it's just I'm a streamer girl. Yeah, it's it's, it's I don't know it doesn't sit right. Um, what are your thoughts on the on the uh, the new trailers for WrestleMania Goes Hollywood? Well. So Seth was the best part of his, yeah. because I don't need Becky sounding like she chain smoked for fifty years. I like Seth as the Joker. Becky as Batman was just weird. <laughs> First of all, I thought she would have been Harley Quinn because isn't what that the new movie coming out? What killed me about it was the fact that they mention it, but they don't fucking answer it because uh, she goes, "What's with the makeup?" And he goes, "It's exfoliating." What's with the voice? And she just goes, I have to get back to the man cave. Like, fucking don't. I hate it. I hate it so much. It was bad. And then we get a, we've only gotten like a brief clip of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman doing the Joe Pesci Goodfellas, my clown to you thing. Except it's, except Roman Reigns is not selling it at all. He's just sitting there like, am I a clown to you? Like, that's not, not as good as it was. What, 20, 10 years ago? 15 years ago? Whatever the fuck it was? You know what I miss? I miss Eddie Guerrero it's and... No, uh, it's no Triple H's Braveheart, is what I'm saying. Well, I miss Eddie Guerrero and Booker T doing their Pulp Fiction one. That was a good, that was a good I one. I missed that one, all right? John Cena and JBL doing A Few Good Men. That was a good one. That was actually a pretty good one. Because you kind of bought it. Like, ones, I, and yeah, Seth as the Joker is fucking pitch perfect. Yo, 100%. It's so good. But Becky as Batman just fucking ruins it for me because it's so weird and just so out of left field. So bizarre. Uh, AEW filed a trademark this week for Collison because they can't spell collision correctly. Um, just want to throw that out there uh, because fuck you. And apparently there's going to be a new reality show, but who gives a shit? Real so, quick. Y'all. So, if you file a trademark and you spell it incorrectly, <laughs> do you have to, like, go through all this bullshit of, like, rescinding it and then refiling correctly and, like... Maybe. <sighs> I kind of hope so, because that's even funnier. That, that's but what yes. I would assume. Or, or they just have to now make a television show called AEW Colossan. <laughs> Imagine. You didn't want to have to go through the paperwork again, so you're just like, I don't care. Spell it incorrectly. I don't really care. 
Um, I didn't watch AEW this week. From what I heard, I didn't miss much. Apparently, in real life, MGF's fiance broke up with him. And then he joked about fucking committing suicide on the goddamn show. So... They, um... They they teased a big announcement. I didn't watch either, but they they teased a big announcement from a big Tony Khan makes a big announcement, which means Adam Cole made a big announcement about this new reality show. Um, that hang on, I have it, and I gotta find it in the host thread again. Where where uh, they're going backstage? There it is. Uh, TBS has greenlit its first new unscripted series of 2023, further expanding its all elite wrestling franchise with AEW All Access, a follow doc from the perspective of perspectives of the league's biggest stars. The new series, which was just announced during another red hot episode of TBS's AEW Dynamite, who fucking wrote this? Tony? Yes is slated to premiere this March. Billed as the ultimate behind-the-scenes experience for fans, the series will feature Adam Cole, Dr. Britt Baker, Sammy Guevara, Tay Conti, The Young Bucks, Soraya, Wardlow, and Eddie Kingston, along with AEW CEO, GM, and head of creative Tony Khan. You don't need three titles, you fucking egomaniac. Each episode will showcase AEW stars as they navigate the week-to-week challenges to remain at the top and will track the rivalries between talent as they vie for fans' attention. Over the course of the series, viewers will get the chance to follow the contentious lead-up to AEW's major wrestling events and matches. AEW All Access will complement TBS and TNT's portfolio of top-rated wrestling content, including AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, respectively, which is their only wrestling content. Also, um, I just proved that even if you're reading it like that, it's still boring. (laughs) Oh, this is a direct quote. Hang on. AEW has such an amazingly loyal and dedicated fan base that brings in more than 4 million viewers to TBS every Wednesday night, said Jason Sarlanis. 4 million? 4 million. Yeah. Absolutely. See, you... What fucking math? No, no, no. You read that wrong there, buddy, okay? Because read read that sentence. He says that they've brought in 4 million. More than four million. More than four million. Now, since they've been on TBS, yes, <laughs> it's accumulative. Yeah, it's accumulative. Because uh, since, since October second, twenty nineteen, that should have been four million people. There's a missing. See, it's the editor's fault. There should have been a period after that, and then every week, every capitalized with the E. We start a new sense. We 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 open another thought. It's, uh, it's that it's... Lionel Hutt's business card is what it is. <laughs> um, said Jason Sarlanis, president, Turner Networks, ID, and HLN, linear and streaming. With all access, we are bringing that incredible audience to a whole new way, a whole new way to experience the wrestling universe they love. We have a powerful partnership with Tony Khan and AEW. With this new series, we are expanding the franchise in a way that invites viewers inside the world of wrestling like never before. First off, nobody fucking needs this. Second off, it reads to me like this is a reality show that is going to be almost completely within AEW kayfabe. Maybe, but do you remember like when they did Total Divas and like Natalia would be like, you know, they want me to to train these these young girls, Eva Marie and JoJo, but like in reality, they're coming for my spot. That's the way I think when, of when they say 
uh, real life rivalries. You mean when they did when they when they did Total Divas and had matches on TV based on what happened on Total Divas that week, even though Total Divas that week was filmed eight months prior? Sure. About That'll same, be fun. I was gonna say about the same vein. So even less reason to watch AEW. Funny enough, the first few people you mentioned are couples. Right. So that's what we're doing? We're just going to do relationship drama on this show? Fucking, I mean, Soraya has enough relationship <laughs> drama as herself. Featuring God, Adam Cole, Dr. Britt Baker, Sammy Guevara, Tay Conti, John Moxley, Renee Paquette, Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston's left hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what's really sad is if Soraya's fucking piece of shit boyfriend gets on the show, because Lord knows he's been trying to get famous off of her. <laughs> but, oh, no, wait, that's not, that's an accident. Uh, I don't remember his fucking name. I don't know who you're referring to, so it's okay. Uh, the, only, I, the only other thing I got was they announced the 2K23 roster. Like, the full roster came out this week, and I can read that if you want. Sure. Uh, but... I love video games. You love wrestling video games. Let's go. Indeed. So the full the full roster was announced, including DLC. I believe the DLC packs. I don't have uh, any notes at this point on who's in what DLC, other than the stuff we mentioned last week from the pre-order, mm-hmm. uh, the ruthless aggression pack and the bad bunny bonus pack. But the full list, uh, as it stands, from WWE.2K.com. We have AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alba Fire, Alexa Bliss, Aliyah, Andre the Giant, Angel, Angela Dawkins, Apollo Crews, Asuka, Austin Theory, Axiom, which could be fun, Batista, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Beth Phoenix, Bianca Belair, The Big Boss Man, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Boogeyman, Booker T, Braun Strowman, Brett the Hitman Hart, Brie Bella, uh, The British Bulldog, Brock Lesnar, Braun Breaker, Bruno Sammartino, I don't think he's been in a game before. Like, Ooh. like ever. That's kind of cool, though. Uh, Brutus Creed, Butch, Cactus Jack, Cameron Grimes, sorry, Cameron <laughs> Grimes, Carmella, Carmelo, Hayes, Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Charlotte Flair, China, Cody Rhodes, Commander Aziz, Cora Jade, Cruz Del Toro, Dakota Kai, Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Dexter Loomis, Diesel, Doink the Clown, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Dewdrop, Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Elias, Eric Bischoff, Eric, Ezekiel. What? Ezekiel. <laughs> Fucking Ezekiel. God damn it. Really? <clears throat> Farouk, Finn Balor, Gigi Dolan, Giovanni wait, Vinci. Wait, 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 wait. Ezekiel isn't just like an alternate costume for Elias? Of course not. They're not the same person. <laughs> Christ. Uh, Giovanni Vinci, Goldberg, Grayson Waller, Gunther, Happy Corbin, Hollywood Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Umberto, yes, those are two separate things, Hollywood Hogan and Hulk Hogan. Of course uh, Umberto, The Hurricane, Ilya Dragunov, Indy Hartwell, Eosky, Ivar, JC Jane, which they, maybe they didn't spell it wrong, maybe I've been spelling it wrong, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, interesting, mm. uh, J.D. McDonough, Jerry the King Lawler, Jay Uso, Jimmy Anvil, Nightheart, Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal, Joaquin Wilde, J.B.L., John Cena, Johnny Gargano, Julius Creed, Kane, Karrion Cross, Katana Chains, Caden Carter, Kevin Nash, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Kurt Did Angle. you just say Kevin Nash? Yes. But we already had Diesel. Yeah. Ugh. Nobody wants fucking Terraquad Kevin Nash, but go ahead. Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Kurt Angle, L.A. Knight, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Lita, Logan Paul, Ludwig Kaiser, Massey, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Madcap Moss, Mansoir, Matt Riddle, Maurice, Molly Holly, Montez Ford, Mr. McMahon, why? 
Mustafa Ali, MVP, Natalia, Nikki, ASH, Nikki, Bill, Nikita Lyons, Noam Dar, Omos, uh, Otis, Queen, Zelina, still? Noam uh, Dar? Is, this is 2K23, right? Queen Zelina is still on there. Uh, Randy Orton, Raquel Rodriguez, Razor Ramon, Reggie, Rey Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Rick Boogs, Ricochet, Ridge Holland, Rikishi, Rob Van Dam, Robert Roode, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Roddy Roddy, Piper, Roxanne Perez, R-Truth, Sami Zayn, Santos, Escobar, Scott Hall, Seth freaking Rollins, Shane McMahon, really? Shanky, Shawn Michaels, Shayna Baszler, Sheamus, Sheldon Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shotzi, Solo Sokoa, Sonya Deville, Stacey Keebler, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Stephanie McMahon, Six, Tamina T-Bar, Ted DiBiase, The Miz, The Rock, Titus O'Neil, Tommaso Ciampa, Triple H, Trish Stratus, Tyler Bate, Ultimate Warrior, Umaga, Undertaker, Vader, Veer Mahan, Wesley, Xavier Woods, Zylee, Xbox, Yokozuna, and Zoe Stark. Plus, as mentioned last week, the Ruthless Aggression Pack gives you the OVW people, Brock Lesnar, 2001, the prototype, Randy Orton, 2002, and Leviathan, and uh, Bad Bunny in the Bad Bunny bonus pack. So, Wow. It was always an amazing uh, thing <clears throat> to behold when you, when you put on a new WWE game back in the day and there was like 30 or 40 guys. This one has like a hundred. Yes. Um, did you happen to say Big E? Yeah. Okay. And Xavier Woods, right? Yep. Okay. Just making sure. Um, Angel Garza got on there. Umberto Carrillo got on there. Ivar and Eric got on there. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Valhalla? No. 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 Okay. Candice. Scrolling. No, Candice Lorraine. Oh, that's that's a shame. <laughs> that's kind of a shame. Uh, what about Booker T? Does he, does he make his way on there? Thankfully, no. Wow. And the only Steiner we get is fucking Breaker. Nice. Um, I'd love to see if you can. Do- like I said, I don't know if that includes the DLC packs. Or if those will be announced later on. Usually, I'm, I'm guessing that's pre, that's pre DLC, so that's going to be the roster in the game at launch, and then they'll they'll announce the DLC as we go. You know, oh, we also fun. got. By the way, we also got the full list of matches in the John Cena showcase. Okay. So, which is nice. Let me scroll down here. Okay. While well, while you scroll before you say anything. Um, so let me get this straight. Veer Mahan and Shanky made it into the game. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way that they could tell like how many people like, selected certain characters. <laughs> <laughs> and like you see like Austin at the top, Rock's number two, and then like the very bottom of the list, it's like Veer Mahan. <laughs> Even Jinder and Shanky are, like, respectably up there, and Veer Mahan's just literally last. I mean, you got to pick somebody to, to be the jobber, right? That's mm, mm, uh, okay. what I used Spike Dudley for. Yeah. Akira Tozawa. So, the, the match list for the showcase mode, uh, 2002 SmackDown, John Cena versus Kurt Angle. Of course. SummerSlam 2008, John Cena versus Batista. SummerSlam 2006, John Cena versus Edge. Yes. I was yes. there. I was there, too. So was, Co- so was Kogos, John. You were working. We were not. Uh, New Year's Revolution 2006, John Cena versus Edge. <coughs> we know what that is. 
Night of Champions 2008, John Cena versus Triple H. I don't recall that. <laughs> uh, Cena made Triple H tap out at WrestleMania 22 to show he was on the level of the game at Night of Champions. Triple H looks to prove he can correct the mistakes he made and get his victory back over Cena while defending his WWE Championship at the same time. Huh. Uh, SummerSlam 2014, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Suplex City, bitch. Mm-hmm. Backlash 2003, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> uh, Vengeance 2003, John Cena versus The Undertaker. All right. Hell in a Cell 2009, John Cena versus Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam 2021, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 28, one night only, John Cena versus The Rock. WrestleMania 29, Once in a no. Lifetime 2. There's only the one. There's only the one. SummerSlam 2016, John Cena versus AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania 34, John Cena versus The Undertaker. Mm. Which, which, I, which, I hope, which I hope includes plenty of cutscenes of other matches with John Cena sitting in the front row. Um, I, I hope you don't have to do it in three and a half minutes. <laughs> Uh, and ECW One Night Stand 2006, which we've already mentioned on the show plenty of times, John Cena versus Rob Van Dam. Hopefully you can play as Rob Van Dam. Uh, um, I, I like John s- Cena. But, so. <laughs> I do not want Cena walking into the ECW arena, into the Hammerstein Ballroom, excuse me, and winning that that match. So, that's I, me. I believe... I believe I did read somewhere in the matches where John Cena loses, you play as John Cena's opponent. Nice. I That's think. Fun. That's fun. I'm not 100% on that, but I think. Which is all of like two of them. <laughs> oh, no, here it is. Uh, once it was decided that we'd be doing a second John Cena showcase, the first thing we started thinking about was how to differentiate it from past showcases like our 2K15 showcase that also focused on John Cena. One thing that fans have mentioned over the years in regards to the mode is that playing as the same person for 12, 15, 20 matches can start to feel a little repetitive. So we started playing with the idea that instead of playing as John Cena, you'd play as his opponents. This way, each match would feel fresh with new movesets and new strategies. The tricky part was deciding how we'd make this work. Are these still going to be matches where John Cena is victorious, where there'll be a mix of wins and losses, and we we just go for the more standard great match presentation to showcase? Obviously, it's more fun to win matches than it is to lose, so we started thinking about what if we pick matches where Cena lost, while keeping in mind how this would look for our players. So yeah, some of when John, I would guess that of those matches, when John Cena wins, you play as John Cena. When John Cena loses, you play as Brock Lesnar or... Uh, uh, Rob Van Dam or whomever. So you better win when you play as Van Dam in that showcase mode. You have to to unlock all the stuff. Well, I mean, don't don't let me hear that you're struggling with it. You need to be John <laughs> Cena in the Hammerstein Ballroom, okay? You know, make sure of that. Don't let him fucking get all hulked up and give you the five moves of doom. Got to make sure you, you lay him out. Anything else before we send this puppy home? Uh, no. We're, we're now we're full throttle on the road to WrestleMania. But uh, we'll see because we still got some work to do for me to be super excited about it. I mean, obviously, I'm excited about Cody and Roman, but yeah, and Rhea and Charlotte should yeah. be great. But we haven't even seen Charlotte, so let's Fair. let's stop putting some WrestleMania storylines in, in motion. We got to do something. Like I said, we got six weeks. 
and three booked matches. I believe uh, Samuel L. Jackson said it best when he said, TikTok, motherfucker! No, that was Karrion Cross. <laughs> Anything else from you? I don't think so. All right. Well, then send us on. When did you become the host of this program? Every At this moment in the show. Every time. <laughs> every time. Every goddamn time. Uh, thank you, buddy. Thanks, hey, buddy. thanks, man. Uh, so until next week. My stagger. Au revoir, bitches. <laughs>